Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, hey there. <laughs> Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your ears in now. And for those of you who are hard of hearing, uh-huh. hey guys, welcome back to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can lay your ear on. How, I, how many episodes have you opened like that? Every, uh, single, most. One. <laughs> every single one. Most. I love it. My, that's my favorite part of having a guest is when they experience that for the first time. It's really fun. Because they it, never expect it. You always got to switch it up and like how incoherent can you be? How quiet can you get? That's um, the fun game we play on Only Stupid Answers. How hard can we be to understand? Yeah. <laughs> Don't my enunciate. Oh, Who's that voice over there? I believe his name is Matt Lieberman. <gasps> Matt. <laughs> Where will the kids Classic know you tagline. from? Oh boy! Well, the kids might might know me from uh, the the Source Feds and the Source Fed Nerd and the Nuclear Family, or maybe they remember the three of us as as the pioneers of a little show called Superhero Roundup. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm so guns. excited to have OGs back together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I missed you, boys. Miss you too, man. Yeah. We're going to be like, talking about some classic superhero TV shows today. But guys, if you didn't know, Only Stupid Answers is the podcast where we talk about movies. Yes. TV shows. Yes. Again. Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, any uh, basic chit-chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's basic chit-chat. I brought a lot of basic chit-chat <laughs> topics. So get ready for that. Yeah. But uh, you guys can uh, f- listen to us on all different types of platforms. DJ, you have the official list. I it's about 20 platforms list. long. Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, did you know that they can listen to us on Audioboom? Yes. No. That's the one we recommend. Mm-hmm. Audio Boom or iTunes. Whoa, okay, yeah. knew about that. Yes, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Google Play Music, mm-hmm. always good. Pocket Casts, damn. Mm-hmm. Player FM, woo. Mm-hmm. Overcast, wow. And Spotify. Spotify is my favorite because mm-hmm. you just type in only in space. There isn't anything else with that <laughs> intro name. Because it's only right you. Yeah. You're the uh, only only. I have gotten some questions about like, well, I can only get on my phone and on the computer. That, I believe, is a Spotify question and not an us question. Wait. Don't do the program. So go them. over to Spotify, help. Yeah. Type in, hey, I need a listen to Only Stupid Answers right about now. Mm-hmm. And have yeah. them deal with it because uh, these guys are busy. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. But we, I would love we don't know to listen to our podcast, but we don't know. <laughs> no, for most Spotify, if you got Spotify Premium, like a good little boy and girl Mm -hmm. you can listen to it anywhere and it's easy to find and download yes so we've uh, tried to make it as easy for the kids at home as possible it's not on we were not no longer really focusing too much on soundcloud for a number of reasons mainly because it's a it's a music platform they don't really cater too much to podcasts and overall the other options we're giving you you can actually download to your phone and listen to later so you don't need to be sucking that data dry Mm -hmm. you you guys care about your data but very important fun little fact you can actually follow us on social media as well (gasps) Twitter, mm-hmm. only stupid answers, yank the vowels out of stupid. Get them out of there. Because they couldn't fit in the nope, uh, username. Us... And then Facebook and Instagram, only stupid answers. And on Instagram, we've been doing these fun uh, fan yes, art Fridays. Fridays. Yes. Fan art Fridays? Yes. Yeah, so we've been posting. So stay tuned. You'll, uh, you'll see a picture of this recording, probably. <gasps> wow. And then on Fridays, we try to put some fan art. I got to reach out to some of the people that did some fan art for us mm-hmm. and make sure they're cool with us putting it on the Instas. We got another cool one. Let's uh, take a look our, at it. From our green screen. Let's bring it up right uh, here. Let's go to a clip. Yeah. 
Uh, we did a green screen challenge on, challenge on our Facebook, and we got another new addition to that. that oh, was sick. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, that, I think I said, was it us versus like us, us versus each other? Each other? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I have a sword. Sam has the Captain America shield. Nice. Yeah. Was it Josh Burns who animated us? Yeah. That was really cool. Those were really, Those really were fun. Those were amazing. But as you guys probably heard about two minutes ago, we have a special guest <gasps> on the podcast. Matt, how are you? Uh, I'm good. You know, um, things have been really, really great over on Nuclear Family. We've been nice. doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't know whether or not I'm supposed to tell anyone about this, but yeah. we're we're yeah, premiering a uh, a short that we shot in 360 mm. on Halloween. I've cool. heard of um, it. It is uh, it is based around the Purge series of films. Very cool. Um, and we're, we're really proud of it. It's going to be really cool. We got a lot of good shoots coming up. Um, been doing more cooking videos for SourceFed, yep. and um, I'm actually I'm working on a cookbook. Oh, um, cool! That's, yeah, that is fun. perfect. That is yeah, perfect. you know, because like a lot of people like wonder how do I get started cooking or you know it looks so hard or like whatever it's really not that hard it's just about like putting in time and learning and um one of the things that I wish that I had when I was in college was just like something I could refer to that taught me like sort of like my concept is like the seven essential things you need to know how to make and if you know how to make these seven things well Mm -hmm. you can make other stuff what is the one thing give give me one of the seven things. I would say grilled cheese Pretty good. Oh. If you can make a grilled cheese, you know how to make a sandwich. You know how to saute something without burning it. Mm-hmm. You know how to make something that's gooey and crispy. And then you can put a whole bunch of other stuff in there. So I, made, I am sold on your book. I tried to make one with an iron, and it yeah. didn't work. Okay. It didn't work. I tried really it's hard. It's hard. You mm-hmm. can, The fun though. thing about a grilled cheese sandwich is you can make it a variety of ways. Exactly. Yeah. Like, once you know the basic process of how to make a grilled cheese, then you can switch up your buns. You can yeah. switch up your, your cheese. You can switch up what you want to put in it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to make an inside-out grilled cheese, you could totally do that cool. with, like, a halloumi cheese, which is a cheese that actually grills and stays relatively together. That's oh, cool. cool. Yeah. That's fun. My mom used to put the butter on the bread. Mm-hmm. And then do it. I put the butter in the pan. Ooh. Yeah. See, secret to grilled cheese, mm-hmm. and you could do it with butter in the pan or buttering the bread, is butter the bread on both sides before yes. you start cooking oh, it. Oh, both sides? Inside and outside? Inside Boy. and outside, so you get crispy butteriness on both sides. So, like, you're you're frying one side. Oh, so you, you before you put the cheese on, you, you fry, you fry the bread. inside, flip it over, put the cheese on while the outside is frying, That'd smash it together. A fun video to see is, like, 20 different ways to make, to a, make grilled a grilled cheese. cheese. Yeah. And, like, you make them with, because I've heard putting, like, jelly on it also is, like, a really good... Thing to do like that'd be really cool. Like I feel like it would have to be like a like an odd jelly. Like grape jelly wouldn't work, but like a sour jam or like I don't know an apricot. Apricot and cheese would work really well. Like an apricot jam and like a gouda cheese. Mm. That sounds really good. We should. We're getting hungry. We should talk about do a food episode sometime. I wouldn't mind. We'll have you back for a food okay. I'm down. Guys, get ready. We're gonna be eating a lot of food into the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of. I love the chewing sounds. Uh huh. That's what a lot of people say. They love to hear our lips move. When we're talking, yeah. uh, but guys, uh, you guys have been awesome over the past couple of weeks, supporting us and listening to us and telling your yes. friends and continue to do that. But also, uh, just to kind of as a thank you, we want to read some reviews that you guys leave us on iTunes. You guys oh, can go there; we appreciate have, it. Hold on, huh? I pulled these today, oh, you and didn't. I want to. There's one that I want you to read, and I think it's the second one. But I need to pull it up. Real oh wait, quick. I think I know it because it, it, it's labeled with my name. <laughs> it, hold on, hold on. Is it labeled Sam? Please read. Please, please read Sam. Stat. 
I think it's labeled Sam's haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. haircut. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. So mm. is that the second one? That's the second one. We want to read the first one? read the first one. All right. How many stars we got? Oh, five. Five oh, star well, reviews. Just give us those five stars, guys. Ooh. We love it. There's one person that gave us a one star. I don't know who they are. We're not going to read your comment. And there's one person that gave us a four star. We do appreciate the high rating, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe bump in that extra star. It would one. Pick the one star and put it in that. Uh, love, love, love this podcast from Hey Brittany Rose. Cool. I love this podcast because these two great guys know what they're talking about and are so passionate about superhero stuff and they love heart emoji that they love heart emoji. I listen to this podcast all the time and started reading graphic novels for the first time because of this amazing Aww. podcast. Keep up the good work. Another heart emoji. Aww. That means a lot to me. Yeah, you're it means paying a lot it to forward. Me too. You're yeah. starting somebody's journey into mm-hmm. reading graphic novels. Because th- you don't get that with other... Like, you're never the reason somebody started watching movies. No. no. It's just culturally what people do. Uh-huh. You know what right. I mean? Wait, did you... I tell you... I think I told you. I didn't tell you, Matt, but it was really cool. Before... I came to record one of these. I went up to Barnes and Noble near here, yeah. And like, there's like a second floor to there because I like to go there and edit. It's really nice to like look out the window and there, like the smell of books is nice yeah. and helps mm-hmm. me focus. But I, there was a guy I walked by and he kind of like stared at me. I was like, whatever, okay. Then he came over and he was like, hey, don't mean to interrupt. And he lifted his book up and it was Why the Last Man. And I was like, oh, yeah! cool. And he was like, love the podcast. So that was that's really cool. That was, was really man. Cool. That's awesome. I remember like before. Before you guys even started the podcast, we were all talking about why the last man, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy that lots of people are reading it because it's one of the best series. Now people are reading Saga too. So. Oh, and Saga is so good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a second review you wanted me to read. Yes. Labeled Sam's haircut five stars from Cal underscore Caho. I literally could not stay focused on what they were saying with Sam's new haircut. Sam should really wear a hat so it's not so distracting. Yeah. I hope five stars. You guys have, you guys... Isn't this an audio podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here, I'll put it down. There Did that go. help you guys? Oh, thank yeah. God. That was just, it was drawing my yeah, eye and I could not much. focus. It was too much. Sam, mm-hmm. thank you for saving this podcast. Yeah. single-handedly i mean that because you're using one hand to push your hair down mm-hmm. it'll be like this for the next hour or however long we <laughs> plan to record we go. uh but we would like to start out this podcast what what we're into this week and as a guest matt what are you into what have you been watching reading staring at what have i been watching reading and staring at um well honestly i've been i've been watching uh old seasons of the bachelor with uh with denise my girlfriend you've been on a kick recently we've been on a bachelor kick Uh we got so like we started watching the show unreal which is on lifetime and if you like if you like soaps it's my favorite one Mm because it's like really dark and fucked up isn't it isn't it isn't that the um it's it's supposed to be like behind the scenes of a reality show it's yeah and the lady in Agents Constance of Zimmer uh, Constance was, Zimmer yeah she's was amazing in Agents of Show yeah and I heard she's, she's great in the show she's amazing in everything and she's fantastic on the show and it's it's like an idea that I've wanted to see made into a show forever but it's the uh, a dramatization of the making of the Bachelor and one of the executive producers on the show is a former executive producer of the Bachelor oh, so cool. even though everything's kind of played up for for high stakes and drama. A lot of these things are grounded in actual, you wouldn't believe it, but it's true, stories that That's happened cool. on that set. And it everyone in it is just trying to get over on everyone else, and it's really twisted and manipulative. And it makes you wonder about reality shows and like how badly are people being manipulated into melting down on camera. Yeah. And that got us into watching The Bachelor, which led us into watching The Bachelorette. And now we're kind of obsessed and we're going to start a podcast of our own when nice. The Bachelor starts back up in January. 
uh, that is a a Bachelor watch along podcast. So we are because the new Bachelor is a guy who's been on three of the shows already. Yeah, um, they're doing that a lot now, like recycling people that have like that are like popular characters. Yeah. It's it's kind of in a, in a perverse way. It's kind of like comics mm-hmm. where they're taking characters that fans respond to and giving them their own series or giving yeah. them their own run. Oh and this is a guy who people have been watching his story essentially for yeah. about two and a half, almost three years now because he was on The Bachelorette and he made it all the way to the end and then he didn't get chosen and he called uh the woman out on television uh on live tv for sleeping with him even though she didn't want to be with him because he takes that very seriously and that made america fall in love with him he was like if you knew that you didn't want to be with me why did you make love to me and and people just went fucking bananas then somehow they convinced (laughs) this guy to come back and go on The Bachelorette again to compete for a woman the next year. And he made it all the way to the end again and got dumped again. And then a year later, they had him go on their like weird summer show, Bachelor in in Paradise, which is just... You have to be like paired up. You have to be paired up. You have to be in a couple to Mm -hmm. stay on the show. And now he's like this reality show veteran almost, like trying to keep people from... Uh, imploding on camera while at the same time being faced with the guy who wound up with the first woman he wanted and then it turns out like was apparently abusive and they got divorced whoa just all this crazy insane drama and part of me is obsessed with just the voyeurism of like thinking about it from a production standpoint because i used to work in reality tv of like how much of this is produced what have they done to these people to get them to behave in these ways and i don't know how i just became incredibly invested in it do these people become normal people when this show's done are they kind of permanently like a little bit it depends. Uh, messed up. Some yeah. people are like permanently scarred by the experience. Mm-hmm. Like if you're pushed to a point where you you have like a complete mental breakdown or you're embarrassed in front of millions and millions of people, it kind of screws you up. Like the one that the season that we're watching now, we're watching old seasons. Um, this guy was like a farm boy um, who then became the bachelor and they show like the preview of the season to come. And apparently like one of the bachelor, one of the bachelorettes gives him a blow job and it gets caught on bum, camera bum, bum. and all the other women find out about it. And he's got to convince them that he's still invested in this search for love. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like why would anyone choose to be on these shows? I have and no that idea. question and fortune, I guess, I don't know. That question is what makes me continue to want to watch them. We also watched, uh, Christopher Guest's new movie Mascots on Netflix. I've heard mixed things. It is it is mixed things. It's not okay. as it's not his best work. If you'll if you like Christopher Guest movies, you'll enjoy it. There is some good character stuff, but it, it very much feels like a cash grab. Like yeah. he didn't necessarily have an idea for another movie. Netflix approached him with an offer to direct a movie. He picked a concept that you know seemed interesting to him and kind of like pushed this thing out. Is it a documentary or is it like a narrative? It's not a. It, it's it's another mockumentary. Uh-huh. Um, it's a movie, not a series. Okay. Like um, I would say it's about the same quality as his Netflix show Family Tree. If you liked Family Tree, you'll probably like Mascots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fine. Uh, okay. Then Hulu Hulu had a mascots type. Sh- I don't know if it was called that, but it was like a mascots type show for a long time. It was one of their original like 
series. That first yeah. batch of original series, yeah. like with the Subway sandwich artists one. Yeah, no one. There's nothing notable whatsoever. I don't the only even time, know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, right they now. had like Quick a run. Draw. They had like original series, and then they got like the mini project. Then they had James Franco's Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. Great series, by the way. And then the Path, and now they're actually making. And good the shows. Path is amazing. Have you, have you guys watched the Path? No, the Path is fantastic. The Path I'm is not great. The Path is really good. They just did followed finish, me on Twitter. Did you finish Yay. the first season of the Path? Yes. Oh yeah. I think one of my favorite aspects of the Path is that as crazy as the cult seems, there's that question of, like, what if they're right? There's enough, like, little details that, like, oh, shit, they might be right. About you the feel whole, that way? I do feel that way because of the weird visions Aaron Paul has and shit. Well, that's because he's and on ayahuasca. And then the and then the hands, her her hands. Hmm. The, 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 the story... You know what? I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Don't just go spoil watch it. it. Just I watch it. This is yeah. these just random details are really interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's so it's, it's a really, really compelling show. It's really well acted. Um, it's from Jason Kadams and his team who did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. Um, oh, cool. it, but it's very it's very different from those shows. But like one of the things that makes those shows great is their attention to character and grounding things. And uh, it really plays well into this show yeah. because this concept about like this cult and this guy who's like doubting his belief in it um, could be really goofy if they didn't ground it so well yeah. in characters and like finding like why would these people join a cult mm. yeah. why would they believe in it and not think that it was a cult and like you know really become true believers see i would like to know i would i'm always interested in that because when it comes to like religion like i grew up like i chose to like go to i chose to go to church because yeah. like, yeah. i wanted to know what it was like but honestly like the like the whole time it wasn't like i had one foot out the door it was just like I could never like it was it was Christian so like no. everyone would like say like we were gonna pray to Jesus and I would I could never really say Jesus I could just say I like pray to God I can do that but like now I've kind of steered away from that but I've never really been able to dive like into a religion I've never that's never that concept doesn't click in my brain well it'll so. be interesting it'll be interesting what you get out of it because for me I was raised in a religious background and so while it was never extreme as the situation mm-hmm. that they're depicting. There's some truths that it touches on of being a part of that type of, of faith-based community. Sure. That it's really like it's really interesting. It's I was very pleasantly surprised. That's cool. Also, Hugh Dancy from Hannibal, who's amazing. Yeah, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He plays Bad. like a radically different character on this show. Aaron Paul's great. Michelle Monaghan Michelle, Michelle is Monaghan. terrifying on this show. <laughs> yes. Uh, I also like oh. how you're not completely sure who the bad guy is all the time. <laughs> I would say there isn't I mean, necessarily. I mean, anyway, that's, yeah, yeah we anyway, can get we into, get into anyway, it. But, uh, but DJ, what are you right now? Real quick, right I don't now. know if we've ever been on a show together where I got to talk to you about the fact that I've been watching Justified now. No, we have not gotten to I talk just, about Justified. He talks just, about Justified. <laughs> uh, well, oh. I recommended it yeah, to him. Yeah, and that's, you're the reason I started watching it, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite crime dramas of all time. There's always at least like one episode a season It's like that was the best hour of tv i've seen in a long ever. time uh i'm just starting season five okay which i've heard mixed things about but so far i'm into it yeah the, the, so when i was reviewing i used to review justified for after buzz tv and got to talk to a lot of the cast and like the production do- designer and stuff one of my prized possessions in my house is uh i have the original tombstone poster that art had in his office in season one uh framed behind my couch that's Um, cool yeah season five of the so the show if you haven't seen i mean you guys have you talked about it much a little bit okay so it's kind of a neo western it takes place in the present um it's about a u.s marshal from kentucky named raylan givens um but he you know he wears a cowboy hat there's a lot of like shootouts and standoffs and uh he's yeah don't ever draw down on raylan 
Don't ever draw down. Yeah, because he's the fastest gun in Kentucky, essentially. Um, But it's you know it's based on a uh, what's his name Elmore Uh, Leonard Elmore Leonard uh, story story in a couple novels. Yeah, he made some novels later based on the character. Um, And like all great Elmore Leonard adaptations, there's lots of really detailed character work and like quirky people like getting into the psychology of bad guys and like that they're not all just cookie cutter types like they're all like kind of weirdos. Yeah. Um, What I like about season five. So Dewey Crow is this very incompetent. Yeah, they brought Dewey was gone all fourth season. Mm -hmm. And so I'd heard I heard some stuff like oh season five and it's like Dewey's back. How yeah. did you get down on the season? Dewey's back. <laughs> it, it, the, the, the issue with season five is like they bring back this guy, Dewey Crow, who's this really incompetent, like bumbling <laughs> criminal. Thomas. And he's like one of like a like a fan favorite character. And they ex- explore his family mm-hmm. and all his entire family. They're all criminals and mm-hmm. they are more gifted and smarter than he is. Yeah, because um, pretty much everybody's more gifted and smarter than sure. he is. The centerpiece of that season is Michael Rappaport, who plays uh, Daryl Crow, yep. um, his cousin. Yep. And uh, he's like this guy that people doubt because he seems stupid, but he's actually really smart. And it builds nicely, but it doesn't ever quite come together in the way that you want it to. And it may it may play better streaming it together, like binging and being able to watch whenever you want it and not episodic because like week to week. It's just very slow, and it doesn't quite build to the confrontation you'd like it to. Interesting. Mm. Um, But I I'm going to like it because it's just cool it's just yeah. so effortlessly cool the dialogue, dialogue is, super is brilliant walton goggins and timothy oliphant are incredible yeah it's i recommend it again other things that i'm into this week is i just got to read moonshine which is from brian azarello and Eduardo Riso, who gave us 100 bullets what uh what distributor is that image image okay it's an image comic okay and um it is a bootlegger from new york is sent to uh do a deal with uh these uh uh, west virginia moonshiners in the 1920s that also happen to be werewolves uh that's the that's the pitch (laughs) go buy it go buy it the first issue slow the first issue doesn't really it's more of a sets the tone and introduce you the character but it's i am excited uh, it's from my favorite creators. I also checked out um, Seven to Eternity, which is another image comic that is a fantasy se- fantasy series by Rick Remender and um, Jerome Opeña, Opeña. Um, who worked together on Fear Agent, and they also worked together on my favorite X-Men run ever, which was Uncanny X-Force. Nice. Um, and it's a fantasy series where the main bad guy, instead of being the like, I'm gonna, I'm the biggest and the baddest and the toughest, uh, they call him the God of Whispers. Hmm. And so his way instead of conquering people he'll make you an offer and it's the one thing you want more than anything else and all you have to do is basically give him your soul Ooh, so like so he has devil. a person he has a person that's sold themselves to him in every family in the city and so that's how he control because he he spreads fear and doubt oh, and man. distrust and that's so cool. the first issue is very interesting i'm interested to see the way the series plays out if you like those kinds of stories um two tv shows to check out mm-hmm. one i already recommended to you jonathan strange and mr norrell yes I wow. it on netflix. it's on netflix it's a seven episode miniseries it's one of the best things i've seen all year Go watch it. Okay. It's it's like a dark fantasy. It's like Harry Potter for grownups. Cool. Um, it's uh, like if magicians were real in eighteen mm. hundreds England. Magicians like with real magic with or real just... magic. Oh. Were, and there's 
only two of them. And like, there's this vast English history of magic that's kind of disappeared. And like, why is that? And uh, the chief villain kind of controls people in a similar way. Um, and then uh, the booth at the end, which is another one of those like original batch of Hulu series. I remember that one. It's really mm-hmm. cheaply done. It's just, um, oh God, what's his name? There's there's this the there's this actor and he's sitting in a booth at a cafe uh, at like a diner and the whole show is just people coming and talking to him and he may or may not be the devil we don't know who he is but he is a they make requests of him and he's able to do those things for him if they follow his instructions and do something for him cool um, that sounds cool it's like all like this crazy cool morality play and it's just like watching a play it's just people in this booth talking about awesome and like all of their stories start to intersect it's like it's really neat and That's you can go cool. watch that on hulu still right yeah it's mm-hmm. still on hulu you can watch that on hulu jonathan strange mr norrell on netflix uh justified is all on amazon on Prime. Yes, that's nice. how I'm watching it. We live in a magical time. Yeah, you can watch mm-hmm. anything anywhere. 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 Sam, what are you into this week? Uh, a couple things. I saw The Accountant. I liked it. I don't quite understand why it has... It's got a 50% Rotten Tomatoes right now. I kind of talked to you guys about this before we started recording. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Because uh, it's your favorite movie of the year. Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> but um, it is definitely like a fun Jason Bourne type action movie that's how it like it plays out also just it's well choreographed actions by the guy who made who directed warriors which is a also really good movie yeah Yeah, uh Mm -hmm. gavin Mm o'connor it is uh it's very solid uh also it's very empowering to people who are on the spectrum Mm -hmm. of autism or i think uh, technically aren't we all is that how that That's works? How or, spectrum works. I, I no, 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 no. Maybe no. I might have it wrong. Yeah, no, if but. you're if you're on the autism spectrum, you technically have uh, autism spectrum disorder. Oh, yeah. Okay, but th- it is empowering. But uh, at the time, like when you when I saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be like, and I think a lot of people expected to be like the superpower autistic person, like yeah. that it makes them super smart or super focused to do something. Yeah. It's not. It's like it's a really empowering story to see how a person with autism has to how how hard they have to try to make social connections yeah and how like much they want it but they can't and he doesn't overplay it he just you're able to see it through like the tiny things he does yeah and how important it is for him to finish something so it's like i enjoyed it and um it paid off in the end but i i heard about this new comic and i read the first issue and i think it's from one it's not image it's not marvel or dc it's another smaller brand Dark that's Horse? starting up no it's like action boom or something like that aftershock um maybe okay. maybe aftershock i don't i don't think it's that one but basically it's called animosity i don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have heard of it uh it's for some reason at the exact same time all over the planet all animals become conscious they become they like and it's not just conscious they can speak and think like humans at they're the same sentient. time yeah, yeah. the sentient and like like they even show like different points of view like uh a polar bear's eating like a like a like a whale or a seal and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he feels really bad about it because mm-hmm. he's like what am i doing and uh but then like pets start to like rebel and like cats do and basically uh, this dog uh is owned by this family with a little girl and he tells the little girl that he loves her and like basically the world starts going to shit really fast because animals are pissed off yeah. so like pigeons are like saying die 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 and they're like throwing they're like grabbing people and like throwing them off roofs and this dog is now like a protector for this little girl and they're moving throughout New York City that's at least that's issue cool. one Damn. and that's all that's come out so far so I'm excited to read that and also kind of want to get out of Marvel and DC a little bit not that it's yeah. bad but um uh yeah, I just want to check those out a little yeah. bit more. Also, what they're doing with uh, the 
like DC Rebirth and with Batman, Superman, Flash and everything, it's paying off a lot right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what we get at the end of this year because they're cool. going to have the... Also, they announced that... Have G- they brought in the freaking Watchmen stuff at all yet? That's probably going to be a couple They brought years in a lot. They really? Brought in, they brought in not, not concepts from Watchmen, but they've talked about... I think Tom King, who's currently working on Batman, has said that they're going to delve into Watchmen-type scenarios not scenarios but like concepts and maybe you get nods to things from the watchman comic okay so i'm excited for that but and here's a little spoiler warning but it's been talked about for weeks now tim drake was taken by a character that you believe to be a watchman character doomsday was taken by the same man and that same and the same ominous character went up to superman and said you're not what you think you are your family's not what you think you are and the superman that died the new 52 one is not what he, he is not what he seems and like so it's like this huge conspiracy behind Jeez, everything. I'm very excited. That's very Animosity cool. is an aftershock. Comic. Aftershock. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's a new it's a new publishing studio. They have a comic from uh, Brian Azzarello. I do not remember the title right now, but they're doing a lot of cool stuff over there. And take a second. There's there's a website I go to called Comic List that gives off all the comics that come out every week because mm-hmm. you've got publishers like Aftershock, Dark Horse, Image, uh, Boom, um, Boom Studios, um, Valiant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of options out there, so you you might be able to find. And then little indie studios like that are that are turning out. Are stuff. you a fan of Valiant? Uh, like, I'm a fan. I want to bring up Valiant. Yeah, I'm, a certain, I'm a fan of. I I like the universe they've built. How tight it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. The only characters I follow religiously are Quantum and Woody. I'm a and big you've fan talked of, about them I've, a lot. Yeah. They they Quantum and Woody have been off the table for a minute, but um um. I really like Unity. Uh, I've heard good things about Unity. I've heard good things about. Divinity, Divinity got a crazy amount and of And I wanted to like, check really? out Divinity. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I missed it when it was coming it, out. It's like this weird... I, I read the... like Basically, like an astronaut like goes out in space, comes back, and he has got crazy powers. But that's not the point. It's that like... It's if his point of view of everything he missed and how he deals with like the Valiant universe and like creating a perfect world. And like he's not evil at all, but he does... He can't... He can't connect with anything. Hmm. So you can't be mad at him for like the things he's doing. And also they released Divinity 2, which I heard good things, but yeah. not it didn't get as much buzz as Divinity as the did. first one. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. Unity is uh it's just like I have not seen such well choreographed and illustrated superhero action that is so brutal but so satisfying in a very long time. Yeah. Like that's cool. It, they're dealing with some very high concept shit and the fight sequences, like, it's been a long time since a comic has excited me about the action. Because normally I just care about character and storytelling. Yeah. But the action is always impressive. Unity mm. is uh, Valiant's Justice League, correct? Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. It's yeah. like, the the way that they start it is uh, the Exo Man of War mm-hmm. suit uh, is... And Exo Man of War is basically Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor all rolled into one character. All rolled it into is, one. I've heard, I've, like, I read... Or I skimmed it's through insane. one of like their earlier runs. Yeah, and it's so weird it's and cool. really fucking weird. Uh-huh. Um, Unity, they kind of like they make you hit the ground running. They give you sort of a crash course, and then you're off to the races with this sort of like almost like a Dark Avengers, mm-hmm. like because they're being led at first by their the universe's Tony Stark, who is a fucking asshole nightmare mm-hmm. um and then they turn on him and it's it's pretty fucking cool that's yeah. cool and you've also got bloodshot which i think they're ma- trying to make a movie of directed by the guys that did john wick 
Oh, very oh, cool. That's cool. cool. And yeah. I know that'd be damn cool. I don't know what the channel's name is, but oh, it's the, it's the channel behind Superpower Beatdown, which is like Batman versus Darth Vader. That was like yeah. one of their biggest ones. They're doing Ninjax versus yeah, the Ninjax Valiant Universe. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ninjax oh, that's is another cool. is another he's, character. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in Unity. I also really like Mark Wade's run on Archie. Like, if you want something yeah. that's like a very different change of pace, it's just a very well told story about relatable characters. When so are we cool. getting um, Riverdale? That kind of Riverdale is a, is a mid season show. Okay. So okay. Riverdale, for those of you who don't know, is a show coming to CW that takes the Archie universe, but uh, there's something supernatural going on underneath the peaceful Riverdale uh, city. So you've got kind of like Archie and the gang fighting <laughs> demons. It seems like oh, so I, perfect, I, so my, supernatural, my, but with my, more colorful my characters. Yeah. Is like a, is a more like a Twin Peaks esque. Like that's cool. I hope it's like who murdered this person okay that kind is of that thing. what happens in archie no, no. But, but <laughs> traditionally done, done no. really smart with with archie ever since afterlife with archie which was like hey what happens if zombies came to the archie universe and they started doing stories like that and they've they, been able because archie is such like an iconic like americana like perfect 50s teen thing that there's so many ways you could uh pervert that and like twist it and do fun things archie with versus it. predator archie versus predator archie versus the punisher uh, afterlife with well, no afterlife with Archie was the zombie one. What's um, the death of Archie where he's like assassinated or something? Jesus Christ! Yeah, so they've done, <laughs> they've done some um, some cool stuff. I think they just introduced Sabrina, the teenage witch, to Jughead. Oh wow, that's um, pretty perfect. Anyway, I, it's the the point is. There's options. A fun nod uh, to like little crossovers. The guy yeah. who's playing Ninjak is the guy who played Floyd Lawton on Arrow and Flash, and I believe. That's cool. I believe I saw an image of Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, is playing Bloodshot in that, maybe. He's oh. playing Bloodshot for something, and it would shock me if it's not that. That's probably that, because yeah. there is an image of Bloodshot in that trailer. So yeah. if, you, if we go, if you guys cut to your clip really quick. Yep. There. there I think it that's, is. There oh, we that's go. probably wow. it is. Really nice. So that's what we're into this week. But the main point uh, <laughs> uh, that we want to talk about today is uh, the yes. premieres of Supergirl, Yee. season two, mm-hmm. and... Legends of Tomorrow season two. That's the one yeah. with the time traveling dinosaur Nazi. Is a little bit of a mess. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> the, with the, the fun one, the, huh? <laughs> uh, dinosaur Nazi, the uh-huh. villain of yeah. the. So with Supergirl. Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, starting off season two, we get to see the big boy in blue. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Finally, got. Where, I want to get a gauge of the room. Where did we fall on Supergirl season one, Matt? Supergirl season one, I would give a solid B. Mm-hmm. Um, like they really, they really did amazing things in terms of developing the story and developing the characters over the first season to the point that it became a show that I watched every week, not Mm -hmm. just because I had to review it, but because I liked it. Um, Like a few really solid episodes, the Red Kryptonite episode, the White Martian episode, um, elements of the two-part finale that I enjoyed. Um, But I, I don't know, man. I think Melissa Benoist is excellent. Yes. In the role Agreed. and on the show. Um, I think that Kat Grant um, is an excellent character and an excellent foil so for much. her. Um, Maxwell Lord, really well played and realized. The rest we're of it. We're getting him back, right? We're he getting better. him back. Okay. Yeah, we're getting him back. Okay. They, I think they kept him out of the, the premiere. There's a lot to do. There's a lot going on. Like, if you watch that premiere, um, and I, I apologize if I'm kind of getting ahead because I know you wanted to talk about season one, but like, the problem that I have with the premiere, because so much of it is good. Once Superman is on screen, like, it's excellent. 
there's like five different storylines mm-hmm. in this thing, and it doesn't really add up to one co- coherent episode of television. I and I wonder if that's partially because it's supposed to be kind of like a two, like it's a retool. Yeah, and it's also it's going to go. The story's going to go into the next episode. Right. It's a part one. Where mm-hmm. did you fall on? C minus for C- season one. Yeah, you disliked I, it that much. Yeah, no, I was. Sometimes it would make me mad. Like, but I, rewatching some episodes, like I finally watched the White Martian episode, really liked it. Red Kryptonite didn't like it as much a second time viewing yeah. it. But the Toy Man episode was fun, mm-hmm. even though it just had it had a lot of. There was a lot of like just dumb like not saying that the other shows aren't dumb yeah. but for some reason the dumb things on this because it was on cbs and there was like a lot of more money being put into it it made me more mad because yeah. i'm like because there's the more potential yeah mean? there's so much more potential for these stories and and they're just making such poor decisions like everyone can see through the dumb choices you're can making you, can you pull mm. any examples like specifically it was like the toy man episode oh yeah. but actually both in the white martian and the toy man episode she gets caught in quicksand she's gonna gets stuck in it but then she freezes it and flies it's like that's like dumb like getting stuck she doesn't use her like x-ray vision to see through something so that she doesn't get like stuck or trapped yeah. or something so it's like supergirl's not behaving at the top of her intelligence yeah. and I also don't... the writers aren't in the white martian episode because when the white martian kidnaps the girl runs into the uh whatever and then transforms into her mm-hmm. where the fuck did she go she was miles away tied up somewhere else there was no well, other white had, martian they had a whole episode to get her to where she was going wait, wait they, they, get they who to like where? They, you're talking about where did the where did the senator go that they that they tied they up they immediately took the one that was injured yeah. and to the deo she didn't have time to go anywhere else to go tie her up well yeah, the, they they left he the white martian went became her and then they took the other one yeah, but passed her off. That's what I'm saying. Is, and then you had a whole episode before we saw where the other one ended up. No, 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 no. She was caught. She was found in the next episode. She was fo- right. no, sorry. She was followed, found in the same. episode. Yeah, but not the very next scene. N- no, what I'm saying is the entire episode. Mm-hmm. She was in the DEO. Mm-hmm. The copy, the one that yes. was taken, was not found near the site of where she was. Yeah. the captured. She was miles away, tied up. Yeah, that's where they took her. They had hours to do it. It's not like it's not. But like there's only one white. There's only one white Martian that we know of. But they didn't explain I, that. My though. understanding of that episode is there was multiple white Martians. Yeah, that was the what I got. Out they of were not shown, so I'm basing out of one. curiosity. They all look the same. Out of if we finally get to it, Sam's mm. racist towards Martians. Mm. That's fine. Yeah, I I'm with Matt B. Uh-huh. Solid B. I mm. think I I think. Um, especially last season, I think Supergirl was a lot more steady than Flash season two. I would agree with that. Uh, I would say, I would say, if you were to they rank, were equal in my eyes. <laughs> I would say, if you were to rank the CW shows last season, I would say, man, it's actually it's there are like these four shows. It's kind of hard to determine which ones at the top because they all had flaws. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I would actually say. Supergirl, then Arrow, because the first half of Arrow season four was pretty solid. Oh, I would then say Flash. I would put Legends of Tomorrow oh, Legends, above yeah, that. Yeah, I maybe. Would, You're probably right. Just because I, I had less time to screw stuff up. You know, off. and like, well, actually, here's the thing. I rewatched the last two episodes of the Flash season two, mm-hmm. and they played better to me this time around. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder if like... I binged the whole of season two. Some of the goofier elements and like weird decisions wouldn't bother me as much. I, I, I'd have to watch it again to be sure. But like I would say the the high highs of Flash season two are still better than any of the highs on any of the other shows, even if as a whole it was creatively flawed. Agreed. The Did time this, like time remnant the, really was a wrench in the whole mechanism yeah. that was the, that show. What were, the, what were the highs of season two? I don't really remember any highs of Him season two. Him running back to season one and yeah. like talking to Wes. 
Wells I, again was a good one. That was a great part one. of that episode. Um, it, the episode where he was in the Speed Force, I would say, was pretty yes. great. There mm. were a few early episodes with Patty uh, Spivet that I enjoyed. I liked her. I'm pro Patty. You know, I'm team Patty. King Earth Shark, two. I liked like the beginning. See, all the stuff, stuff. I all the stuff you're mentioning just did not had stuff that was really boneheaded to me. Like, or, anyway, whatever. That's not yeah. what the yeah, show that's we're, not talking what we're talking about. about. Yeah. Good news. Uh, season three of Flash seems to be uh, on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> Rough start. Mm-hmm. Got better. Got this a lot week. better. Yeah. Like, significantly what, better. Like whatever happened behind the scenes, like bringing Supergirl in affected i think the strategies for all the shows and they really took the time to figure out what works about each one yeah and they're heading towards something they're like guys we're bringing superman into the super it's like it's like when you're introducing your fiance to your dad listen dad's coming we got to get our shit together okay <laughs> superman's coming to the cw shows doing, we got to get it on point i've been reading a lot we'll get into it like a little bit at the end but yeah. the crossover they're doing with the dominators like mm-hmm. the it's huge yeah. like really? what they're planning on doing it's it's not it's starting in supergirl but it's it's lasting through flash arrow and then it ends with legends of tomorrow so cool. it's big it's whatever's going to happen is going to be really cool <laughs> well i'm wondering and maybe you know cuz you've been reading up on it is the plan essentially to crisis on infinite earth style collapse multiple universes into one and have Supergirl in the universe with everybody else. Flashpoint would have been a, would have been a great well, time to do that. Here's uh, what I, might, was, I, I was thinking about that too, mm-hmm. but he just rewrote time. Yes. She lives on another universe. That's yes. So if, if you had Supergirl be in his time, that would technically be a different Supergirl than the CBS. So maybe that's why they're waiting for a more universal crossover thing. Maybe. Because um, in... I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wouldn't it have just been... Yeah, and they'd have to explain how time affects all universes, yeah. which is a bag of worms you do not want to open up. In Especially with New how 52. shaky they are with time travel yeah. to begin with. In New 52, they do create Earth 2, where basically they take all the JSA characters and give them their own universe. So, like, you well, could just say... Earth 2 existed before the New 52. Uh, true. Because of uh, yeah. 52. Yeah, but they did take all those yes. characters and put them over there and yeah. made them younger again. So, like, you could just say... I don't know. There's a lot of... You could do whatever the right, fuck you right want. Now, it's all make-believe. Like, we're being real when it comes to theories of things. Yeah, time right. travel is basically impossible in all counts of it, mm-hmm. and so are alternate universes, so it's those are more for fantasy. You make it up. So we can well, do whatever we want. <laughs> so with this episode, what did you guys think? It was very... For me, it was very solid. Like, it actually got me excited for the next episode. Yeah. I loved every character. I'm trying to think back if there was any little hiccup if there were any things that like stuck out to me as like a sore thumb and no not really i thought like maybe some of the explanation as to why superman doesn't really help the deo anymore and i was like no not really i still mm. liked it i thought the hand-to-hand com- combat with uh alex and yeah. john corbin was really good uh, yeah. i thought the they'd smoothed out a lot of the superman supergirl team-up fighting because a lot of the problems with the first season for me watching it was like her fighting was so clunky it's like throwing a punch and then yeah. waiting for a return and you're like oh my god just move yeah, damn it no. and like in this it's like no no no. they're fighting like they're working at the top of their game at least yeah. superman is and Supergirl it's a little more kinetic yeah. yeah it flows better mm-hmm. um i like i really like that they gave superman some backstory with the deo mm-hmm. it really it marries him to the universe it gives the deo more weight so it's yeah. not just like we're the rinky dink operation that works with supergirl no we used to work with superman yep. but because we keep kryptonite here he chose not to work with us mm-hmm. anymore that's great justification and it like it giving superman 
because we didn't really see him last season. He was around, but yeah. we never saw him. It's very important to establish his history in this world, mm-hmm. I think. Because otherwise, like introducing Superman now could have one of two connotations. One, which is the one you don't want, which is that we don't th- we don't believe enough in Supergirl as a hero and Supergirl as a show. And we feel like we need to throw Superman in there to keep people interested yeah. or get people interested in the first place. Which like, you know, if it got some more people to watch the show and be interested, great. I don't want that to be the reason. Yeah. I want to, if you're introducing Superman, it's because eventually you want there to be a Justice League in some form or another. Yeah. Because this is still Supergirl's show. This isn't yeah. the Superman and Supergirl show. Yeah. And, and they did also, an amazing job of balancing it. They made him, they somehow took Superman and made him a supporting character. Yeah. Player. It was interesting because it, he didn't overshadow most of the at all. No. If anything, watching this show is like, Damn, she's a pro. Like she's so it made me like her more. She's yeah. so good. Because the one the only problem I had with this episode was there were moments specifically like when he was Clark Kent where I, I was hoping Tyler Hecklin would like bring it a little bit more, like be a little bit more of a presence. Uh just a few scattered moments, but for the most part, like amazing like that when he when he's on the a couple of my favorite scenes when he's on the phone with perry mm-hmm. really fantastic good. and he's talking about what, what was the term he said that perry was like people don't say that anymore great caesar's good Great yeah. no but he, that's what perry oh. says he says yeah. something like lickety split or something yeah something and, like and that. it's just one side and it's like oh it's clark yeah i missed you so much and then at the end when he's talking to supergirl and he's like i'm gonna stick around and there's just this loving report you really mm-hmm. get this family relationship he's like maybe you can tell me stories also how about charming. Krypton, i'm like <laughs> no he's so charming though with everyone he meets like he's yeah. not he's not ever looking down at them he's yeah. like looking at them straight on like hello nice to meet you he's yeah. like nice little farm boy from it's kansas superman. yeah it felt like superman, seeing superman well, that's, again for a long it's, time it's one of the reasons why I, like immediately he's one of my he's one of my favorite supermen and he reminds me of tim daly's superman mm-hmm. uh in the animated series is because uh, this is where i think Zack snyder's concept take on superman essentially being a god among men mm-hmm is polarizing for people and is difficult to translate is he's trying to explore it from the God's perspective of feeling lonely and feeling like the other versus like what Tyler Hecklin does. And, and the reason why I like that he's kind of smaller is a God does not need to announce that they're a God. They need to just simply be the best in all of us. And he modulates his performance to the point that he doesn't want to stick out. Yeah. He doesn't want to overpower anyone. He radiates quiet authority when he's Superman. But when he's not, he just wants to be a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, he played that so well. And it, it just it felt effortless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm Agreed. really excited. I'm really excited that this is the Superman that we have. In the yes. Show. So like there, were you guys even like, were you guys a little nervous? Because so what I heard before this came out was that he was one of the best parts of Teen Wolf. And that's where he'd been on before. Mm-hmm. And the other shows is like that he would always bring like the top of his game. I so. was excited for, uh, I, I saw him and everybody wants some. The right. New Richard mm-hmm. Linklater movie. And he was amazing that and a complete 180 from mm-hmm. Superman. Uh, and so I was really, I, I was excited. The only thing I had ever seen him in, but still gave me some kind of quiet confidence was when he was a kid, he was in the movie road to perdition. Oh, um, yeah. Sam Mendes movie. Tom was he Hanks. the kid? He was the kid. What? 2002. Yeah. And it used to be like my favorite movie and it's still yeah. one of my favorite movies. Uh, the rain scene. Yeah, man. It's amazing. Un- incredible. And he's great in the movie and he's yeah. got a lot of, you know, charisma, but also intensity. Um, and I, I, felt like the one thing that I feel like 
these shows do almost impeccably well across the board is casting. Mm-hmm. Like even when the characters aren't necessarily written coherently, the actors that they choose to play them are always really well, really well chosen. Um, so I wasn't bothered by that. I do have two things about the premiere that did bother me. Hit us mm-hmm. with them. One is I do like that they've shut down the romance between uh, between Kara and Jimmy Olsen. Agreed. Because it always felt a little forced. Yeah. But the manner in which they did it was kind of clunky. It was like almost like the writers reaching out of the TV and saying like, hey, this, we're done with this. Like they didn't give much of a justification as to why they no longer have feelings anymore when well, Alex first tells- One of them doesn't have feelings anymore. Right, Kara. Yeah, poor Jimmy but, might. But they don't. <laughs> but they don't give a good reason why. No, they mm-hmm. they really don't. It 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 felt artif- as artificial as her liking him in the first place was. No, um, I think that moving Win to the DEO uh, makes sense. It, it just sort of like it parallels the Overwatch character or Cisco in like these other series yeah. and that's just what he was moving into being anyway. Do you think we'll get a scene where all three of them are computers together? Oh of course. Of course we will during the crossover. And they'll make like a secret handshake of some kind. Of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that your second thing? Was the No, I, I like that. Like sort of like the things that I had issue with were how they were rejiggering Kara's personal life to fit what the show is going to be from now on. Yeah. And um, you know obviously uh, who plays Cat Grant? I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Calista Flockhart. Calista Flockhart. Um, she's no longer going to be a regular on the show, <laughs> and it sucks uh, because it shoots in Canada, and yeah. and apparently because of some kind of technology that they use to make her look a little younger. Something. I don't know That's just about what that. I, I just, heard, yeah. but it's it's probably just the Canada thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So kind of like set. It, it, Planting the seeds that will eventually remove her from the show uh, also felt a little forced, but I understand yeah. why. Weirdly, though, I thought this was one of her best episodes. This immediately totally. reminded me of why she's. I love her of the scene show. when she pulls out the resume and it says reporter. She there's these. It's she's so, so sweet. She's so prickly, but there's scenes like that, and when she finally pronounced Kara's name right, last scene, you're like, oh, the feels. Oh, that was really good. And yeah. like, wait, she kind of messed it up. This. The top of this season, I was like, "Come on, we yeah, got we, past we this. Got yeah, past this. come on, we grew." Because she's frustrated um, with her again. I appreciated it, although I agree it was clunky how they ended the James and Kara relationship. I, I appreciate it because that's all he did. That's all he brought to the table, minus his connection, James's connection to Superman. Yeah, that's it. Like, and now, like with the photo reveal that he's going to be Guardian, Guardian, so excited for Give that. Give him a character reboot. Like, yeah. this is a guy. One the thing, show got a reboot. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's something in writing that always bothers me. And, and you see it a lot in short form writing and sketch writing is like people will give themselves gifts and they won't open them. Mm-hmm. And with James Olsen, you have a character that's been in contact with Superman, has been his buddy, has been his pal, has been in danger dozens and dozens and dozens of times for years. Yeah. How does he feel about all that? How does he feel about being friends with a god? Some this guy who he he considers him his friend, but he's never going to really know him. Yeah. And he's in love with another one who now has rejected him. What does he want his life to be? Yeah. Like does he really care about journalism? I've never really gotten that sense at all. Yeah. Like you've got this all these seeds for this character on paper, you know, use them. And and the idea of him becoming a hero in his own right and using this history with Superman and his feelings for Kara and his, maybe his insecurities that these ha- these things have awakened in him to fuel his development and becoming this person is really interesting. And it also does something cool because one of the things I've liked about this show is they've done an interesting it, – it's – 
you had Flash and Arrow first, and it's kind of like they wanted to have their cake and eat it too. It's like we want the big super battles, but we also want the more grounded street level fighting, which they had with the DEO doing their like anti-terrorist shit. I don't know. Sure. They always got into like gunfights and stuff. Uh, and so now <laughs> with, with stuff that like the bullets would bounce off. Yeah, of, yeah. But, but with Guardian, it's like that's another way to get some of those grounded street level stuff. The one thing I'm not. I'm interested to see play out with the Jimmy Olsen stuff is I hope to God that they do not bring back the win Kara thing because no. when, when he was going after Kara was a fucking creep and I don't want to justify that type of behavior, but here's how they're going to justify it. No, they are. No, 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 no. They're not going to bring it back. So they already said that one of the characters on the show is going to come out as gay this season. Uh, and was it specifically this show specific, or was it one of the CW? It shows? was specifically Supergirl. Okay. Oh. Specifically Supergirl. And it's going to be win. It's going to be well, I mean, when. Who else would it be? Right. Well, th- there's that, but yeah. it also it kind of, in a way, explains why he was so awkward and kind of creepy in his relationship with her. Is he, he didn't necessarily like you can figure out in terms of his psychology why was it so important for him to wind up with this girl mm-hmm. who clearly wasn't interested in him in, in this way, and w- what sort of you know, blocks within him personally led him to act out in a way that doesn't reflect who he is. See, that's I, really interesting. I just hope that the CW can handle that kind yeah. of transformation. One, here's, here, can I throw out a counterpoint of who it might be? Yeah. Martian Manhunter. What if? That's really interesting. He's always never been like, uh, uh, he's kind of been a sexless character. Well, that's no, the thing he, is because he, he can't transform, he could literally be like, last he could be, that is true. Mm-hmm. He could be, when you're, when you're, uh, they, they explored a little bit of that in Runaways, um, if you're able to transform your body, you, I mean, what do you care about somebody's gender? Yeah. If your gender is something you could change on a whim, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really interesting yeah. too. And it would be interesting if you took one of the, the, the original seven Justice League members and been like, nah, he's gay now. Right. I no. mean, it, it, you, you, you know, could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you could really, you could toss it anywhere. You could say that it's, you know, that it's Alex and she's just never been exposed yeah. to a woman that actually awoke that in her. Yeah. You know, she was kind of like Here's why flirting I would with Maxwell Lord, though. Is, is we've already had ladies on the show that are gay. We've had Nissa and we've had um, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, who's bi. Right. So it's about time to like get. Well, we, we have uh, Mr. Terrific on Arrow. That is true. Oh, yeah. That is a true. Yeah. I miss that his. I liked true. his husband. Uh, husband a lot his husband he was, was great fun. you know what it would be really interesting if it was Kara. it's not going to be but it yeah. would be really interesting because you could have a really fun relationship with um mcgann who's coming on the show as miss Marshall. oh wow i think that could be a really fun like again like you said an awakening for alex like that could be an awakening for Kara because yeah. the character again like it she doesn't have that much history like comparatively to other heroes so you could really open the door and let her just explore it also to me would help justify her sudden abrupt shift in in her and james is like she finally gets what she wants but she still doesn't want it why Ooh, you could have a really fun like problem or like conflict with monel because obviously that's going to be a relationship thing yeah and mcgann and then you could have a fight between like mcgann and monel no that'd be really cool (laughs) that would be interesting um we already have, like I said, the, the one of the primary characters in Legends is already a uh, bi female, mm-hmm. uh, and also I they there's a tendency to make like really physically strong females gay or bisexual, mm-hmm. and it's it, it feels like so a straight woman can't be powerful. It, they yeah. have to take on other masculine qualities. That's it's, true. I, I don't. Yeah. I want it to it was, be win. It was my mm-hmm. big. It was it's it was my biggest win. problem with the the core reveal that because I remember when the first episode of legend of Korra, i was like man i'm really glad that they have this dark-skinned physically powerful female that is straight because normally you have a dark-skinned powerful female she's gay 
like with uh, end of watch they have they had uh, a latina cop who was immediately revealed to be gay you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's just a common thing and then by the end they're like this doesn't feel like progress to me mm. <laughs> but i get it yeah. i get it i don't know I it, w- it. it will be interesting uh, but also in the episode i liked that we were talking about how they kind of built out superman to like not just be he uh, it was usually like a one note thing in the intro of every episode he's like he's been around for 10 plus years or 20 no. years or whatever it's like it, has he been like we really don't see we just see a couple guys who are pissed off at him that show up to fight Kara. yeah with this it was like within like maybe like three minutes of dialogue they like luther's been in jail like yes. he's got 32 life sentences like right. we have we're all borrowing these... things from donner's universe yep. too mm-hmm. like oh that thing with the earthquake in california mm-hmm. was yep. so cool i also uh, i also like their explanation of why he doesn't look that much older than, because the, <laughs> the actors, cw answer <laughs> the actor is literally like one year older than her and mm-hmm. supposed to be like 12 years older than her right uh and i liked lena luther I was worried. About I did that, too. But I, she, I was she very projected concerned. what I would imagine that character. Did you guys know who about. that was? No. Because we they we did a live stream for it on SourceFed Nerd. That's the woman from Jurassic World, the the assistant. They got the shit kicked out of her, and oh, then shit, eaten you're twice right. by yeah. a dinosaur. <laughs> That's her. That poor yeah. woman. Now she's leaning with her. How are you guys on the same boat with me that I I need to see Lex Luthor on this show? I need it. You're going to... I think he's like an antagonist for the season. It, that's I, what I'm getting. Because they set up the season... Because it's like he's hit, putting hits on his sister and stuff. Right. Out of jail. That's what that was. I didn't I didn't catch that when John Corbin was talking. Yeah. They're like through the accent or through like me watching on my computer. I didn't hear what he said. So it was Lex who was yeah. yes. doing the hit. I love Metallo. So yes. I'm so happy that Metallo's on it. I th- like. I feel like we need a Lex if only because... Uh, I can't help but say Mark Zuckerberg's Lex. Um, mm-hmm. in, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse yeah. Eisenberg's Lex is so not what I want. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so like disappointing in its own way that like yeah we need we need we need a good business Lex. You need a Michael Rosenbaum. I, I you know the yeah. you know who I've said I this like before. Him a lot. I've mm-hmm. said this before, and uh, I'll say this again. I think the perfect Lex Luthor that you could get for this show would be Billy Zane. Have you ever seen Mad Dogs on Amazon Prime? Yeah, he's great. Uh, he just, for one, he has a physicality mm-hmm. that I could imagine him being kind of threatening. He's got a voice, kind of a beautiful voice, uh, beautiful deep voice. And um, also, I think he could compete with Neil McDonough for having the most fun being a bad guy on one of these shows. It would be really fun to see like a Maxwell Lord versus... Like Wes like Luther. Luther. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, especially if he's in prison, if you set it up as kind of like a Hannibal Lecter situation, mm-hmm. and if you got an actor like that, he would be the scariest person on the show. And I feel like that's what you need. For one thing, it would make Superman look cooler. Mm. Um, but also, if you had Lex Luthor be the, the most intimidating, scariest villain on your show, even if he's never out of prison the whole time, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think it'd be cool. There would be yeah. a lot of fun stories. I would really like to see Steel on Supergirl. I w- I've said this before. I think that you could have kept the actors who played Jimmy Olsen and Wynn. You should have had Wynn be Jimmy Olsen, and you should have McCod Brooks be John Henry Irons. Mm-hmm. And it would essentially have really cool. been the same story. And he has, he has a really big tie to Kara like, yeah. as like a mentor. I think that had been really fun. But it, overall, this episode was super solid for me. I yes. can't wait to see another episode with Superman. I know right Comes now... Comes out tonight. Oh. For, uh, well, for when, when this episode's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know as of like us recording this most articles have, that have been written i've said that they haven't written superman into any other stories just that the are first like two episodes. just the first two episodes yeah. or at least anything that's not like a one note thing yeah. so i'm excited i hopefully he's with like the the crossover he needs to be i need to see him hanging out with uh grant gustin's barry allen uh-huh. and with 
Hank Henshaw, Martian Man. I need to. I need to see the proto Justice League. Bring back fucking Hot Girl. We'll have four sevenths of the animated Justice League. I need it. I need it. I want it. Okay, what if you saw like it. Barry running, and then there's like a flash of Superman flying in right next to him with Kara and Martian Manhunter? I think he might explode. Explode. I want yeah, it. I'm, I'm racking my brain for other TV Lexes. Like I, I now I'm obsessed with it. I'm I killed like, it with would... Billy Zane. You can't beat it. No, I feel like I can. There's got to be somebody else who's like just like enjoyably like can be composed but also unhinged at the same time. And once I figure it out, yeah. no matter what time it is or where I am, I will text. You. Please, no. Let's yeah. let's ask the people at home. Let us know who you think could be a perfect TV Lex Luthor for Supergirl. I was trying to go through. I'm like voice wise, it would be really fun to have. What's his name? Not Tom Clancy. What's Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Clancy. But Brown. I'm like, he wouldn't. His look and the age, no. it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't work. It CW doesn't go that old. They, no, I mean, yeah. except for when he's a general, and yeah. then he can be like that. But also, wait, he was on Flash all last season. I miss him. I miss no. him as General Eiling. No. Anyways, that's Supergirl. How would you guys rate the episode if you were to? Oh man, if we're doing it out of ten, yeah, we're doing it out of ten. No, we're doing it out of five. I would... Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, out of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, then I would honestly, I would give it a four out of five. Nice. Um, Superman was really well realized. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the changes that they're starting to make. Some of the changes were a little clunky, and it doesn't hold together for me as an episode of television. So as great as Superman is, I can't let that run roughshod all over the rest of what should have been a well-crafted episode of television. Hmm. I'm going to say out of five. Yep. I'm going to say 4.5 out of 5. I can't give it a 5 because I think I gave Luke Cage an A. Mm-hmm. And that's better than this, but only marginally. <laughs> oh, but only marginally. Well, oh, it's different. different. They're doing different things. It's like yeah. comparing apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it wasn't perfect, but it was damn near close, I think, I think for it's, this type of show. It's my favorite premiere out of the four CW shows. I'll give it a 4 out of 5 as well. Mm-hmm. The, this season specifically. Yes. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, now this might be like the fucking nerd vote. And oh, is this Lex Luthor? We're back yeah, to Lex this is back okay. up to Lex Ooh, Luthor. Here it comes. Here we go. I don't know how he, how well he does in American accent, but uh, Luke Cage made me think of Jessica Jones, which made me think of Doctor Who. Matt Smith as Lex Luthor. Interesting. Hmm. That would be really interesting. I think you would hue a little bit closer to um, Mark Zuckerberg, Lex uh, Luthor. Yeah, he would hue closer to Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but he also... The one thing that he gave to his doctor was this sense of like poise and like control and like when he chose to go big, yeah. like it was really impressive because of how contained he was when he was the contained. finale mm-hmm. of his first season, yeah, was really great. Wait, which was that? Pretty, when he's the Pandorica opens, <laughs> when he's like bang. yelling at all the all his enemies mm-hmm. are up in the sky above Earth, and he's yeah, like, or like the yeah, rings really of o- the speech in the rings of Akaten is the only reason to watch that episode. But like, it's just such a beautiful speech. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, he can be intimidating. What about would be fun. Yeah, what dude. about David Tennant, man? I mean, yeah. Spoilers, he's not busy. I mean, Eccle- yeah. I mean, if you go through all the doctors, Eccleston, he's already got a shaved head. Like, I mean, yeah. he would be wouldn't too be the old. worst. He's too old, but it would be really fun to see Alex Luthor. I don't know. Luther. Superman's been around 11, 12 years. Yeah, we can't even tell though. Yeah. This doesn't count. Like, Lex could be like seventy. We don't know, but uh, it would be fun to see Alex Luthor in prison, kind of like sending out minions to do like his bidding. And yeah. I honestly, I'd watch Kevin Spacey give it another go around. I feel like he yeah. got some kind of wonky camp direct, like campy direction on Superman Returns, but the core of the character was right. Ah, he was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. 
there's a lot wrong with that movie. Hey, listen, if you watch that movie on mute, it's beautiful. It's oh, it's a, oh, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful a beautiful movie. movie. It's a beautiful movie. There was one note that I had that just popped in my brain. You didn't say what you were going to get. You didn't say what you were going to get. I give. said 4.5. Oh, yeah, right. 4.5. I thought it was the best out of all the premieres. premieres. That is what you said. I'm but speaking sorry. of premieres, and I'll try to come back around whatever was in my brain. Let's go to Legends of Tomorrow. Wait, you want to talk about quick, that? You have really a thing? quick, because oh, we're, we're way over. Oh, okay. shit. What time is it? Don't worry about it. Oh, no, don't worry. Really quick. We have some tweets. Yeah, really quick. Here, I'll read the first one because I got it up right now. Okay. Cooper Wilson at Coop W. Wilson. Hashtag Supergirl is so much fun. It was a joyful show. Melissa Benoist is a treasure and everyone is good in it. Agreed. Nate at Nate underscore pop one. Every time Tyler H. was on screen, I had a big smile on my face. His Superman is so likable. I loved it, guys. I'm not going to lie. I've said this before. Uh, When they put out that clip of him saving the plane with Kara and he was on the phone with Perry, I almost teared up for a minute because I miss Clark Kent Superman. I miss it. And then lastly, we have from Steven at dot yawning uh supergirl shows off the hero kara aspires to be fun family interaction and just bright and hopeful overall yes he brought out the hopefulness in kara even yeah. though, like not that it wasn't there it just it, it yeah. empowered it i also like the explanation they get because when she was like cat i want to be a reporter and it's like no no <laughs> then you're just another distaff superman and then but then she gave her speech of why she wanted to be a reporter and i was like uh-huh i'm on board for this yeah i buy it uh, Man of Steel, why don't you have Clark give at least some lip service to why the fuck he wanted to be a reporter? No, remember the girl he likes is a reporter, <laughs> a reporter. so he just got to sign up and be a reporter, <laughs> reporter. with no yeah. background in writing or anything. But anyways, thank you guys for your tweets. Let's go ahead and move over to Legends of Tomorrow. It, I will say, just a little opinion right up top, it was probably the weakest but that of the premieres of these CW yeah. shows, but that doesn't mean it wasn't fun. It was definitely fun. Yes. Fun does is that a mean, good way to describe it. Does it mean coherent? No. no. Was it fun? Mm. Yeah. I think you knew what you signed up for right when, um, who's the new guy? Nick Zano. Nick Zano. Who's the character? What's the character? Uh, I don't know. Haywood. Pretty. Haywood. Yeah, Haywood. very pretty. Mm-hmm. When he goes up to Oliver Queen, I'm like, oh, this is funny. He sneaks past security like, oh, this is funny. And he's like, hey, there have been changes in time. I'm like, oh, how does he know? Because uh, I look back and things were different. Wait, oh, well, hold on. Wait, how do you, wait, based on time be, travel, you're not supposed you, to know. You, how would you know? Uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, I figured out your Green Arrow because you moved here. like, And Green Arrow showed up a couple weeks later. Which, yeah, is true. But also, he disproved that in like episode three of Green Arrow. Like, he created this whole gambit. Don't worry Arrow. about that. And also, just because you know he's Green Arrow, why the fuck do you assume that he'd know what the legends are doing? And uh, I mean, that scene was fun. The green, point is that scene yeah. was a lot of fun, even though it doesn't make I, okay, I, I, it's kind of like in Fringe, yeah. where they would look back at old texts, and mm-hmm. if you, I don't, you don't know this, but there were these characters called the Observers, Observers, and then they would look at old like texts and paintings and stuff, and they would be there, and it was like the same man. So if you start to notice patterns and things, yes, maybe you'd be like, "That's not right." Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is it greatly explained? No, it's yeah. not. But like, there's an answer. I read a review of the pilot that said. I don't know who this show is, or not of the pilot, of this episode, yeah. that said, I don't know who this show is for. It is ri- It seems like it's written for seven-year-olds, except White Canary bones every lady on the planet. Yeah. Yum. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of is like that, but like, if you watched last season, this isn't a show that's meant to be like studied super heavily. Like, this show is purely about like fun and pop like ridiculousness. Um, and like the thing that held me back in the pilot or in this episode wasn't any of the fun, goofy stuff. It was honestly the flashback structure. There was a, there was a lot of, uh, what uh, potential 
yeah. for this episode. They really opened the door to a lot of fun things. And I thought that we were going to end this episode with the flashback of telling the story. And then the next couple episodes would hey, be... Hey, we need to find everybody. Yeah. Nope. No, that's the next five minutes. No, we, we have got to... Got that out and then we're back Knock to, it oh, out. Yeah. How cool would it have been if you opened the next episode with Ray running around in the past with dinosaurs? Yeah. Also, clearly, Ray... Clearly, Ray is the one you need to save right off the bat because you can't afford to have him fighting dinosaurs for more than three, 30 seconds. Right. Uh-huh. But like, like you said, the beginning of the next episode or the end of this episode, that's how they could have ended it mm-hmm. with him saving them. Man, Rip... Guys, Rip's an asshole. Like he's Rip's, always been an no, asshole. Like, but like he's like, don't worry, I picked times to go hide you in. It's yeah. like you picked the worst times for each person. Like, okay, someone you're, on you're, Twitter you're saying, said, why didn't they just send them to 2016? Yeah, right. That, that's the like why different times and why because it's a nuclear bomb blowing up the ship. It's not like somebody's hunting them. That you need to hide them. Yeah. No, you sent them like a really empowered women woman back to Salem. Good call. You <laughs> sent a dude back with dinosaurs. So not only is the atmosphere kind of maybe toxic to people like no 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 it's fine there's giant monsters running around and then you sent like a black guy and an old man to uh the magic mirror bit medieval times to medieval times yeah the magic mirror bit was pretty funny it's almost like he specifically sent them to places where they were destined to get killed and and it's tailored to each of them guys guys here's here's what it is he wanted to kill them uh-huh. And now that he's in high, he's like, I'm going to kill you guys and then I'm going to go on vacation. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna head like, what what, what did he say? He said, the captain goes down with his ship, but he didn't go down out. with the ship. He, did not. he left and left Mick aboard the ship with, with a nuclear bomb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, you know, when you watch these genre shows and I love my genre entertainment, you get a, you get a little bit fast and loose with the rules, right? I'd at least like them to get to uh, Doctor Who's level of trying just a little. Doctor Who tries the least amount. Like, just the very, it it tries just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Get to there. Get to where you're trying just a little bit. Just a little. To where, because in this, this we've got, I guess, a whole history of the Einstein's has changed in this reality, which is going to be hard to keep track of. Like, I'm just thinking as a writer, it's like, if I was writing for one of these shows and I'd have to keep, like... I can't have a character who's like, great work, Einstein. Now I have to remember that it's Einstein's. Like, great work, Einstein's. I, but I love that, though. No, <laughs> I love it, too. It's something that people don't know is that there's a long-running rumor, and it's probably true that his ex-wife was really a lot of the brains behind of But it's what, also now a fun piece of, like, a fun little thing that you can now drop into all of these shows, or maybe not Supergirl yet because it's on a different universe, but, like, into I, I, any of these three shows in the future, and anyone who saw this episode will hear that and be like, ah! Yeah, but if you haven't seen this episode, you're going to be confused as hell. I'm wondering how Arrow watchers, if you just watch Arrow, that's literally the only show you watch, when yeah. they're like, my son, Diggle Jr., like, wait, what? What, yeah. what just happened? I, uh, they'd have and, to show it in the in the opening package of clips from last week. Clips from last week, uh, Barry was an asshole and changed twi- time, like, three different times and ruined it for everybody. <laughs> this show is not meant to be taken seriously at all it's yes. only like like one of these episodes we're gonna get is in, during civil war times and there's zombies like it's like it's an, yeah, i'm down for that i was one yeah. of my favorite episodes of last season was the bird people and i was just thinking of that yeah. was a really directed good by joe dante. dante of all people uh but like just have your own inner story consistency you gotta consistency just, just have your, have your own play, internal brother. logic that maybe doesn't work as real logic but works for the show yeah that's it, it there's like time that's quakes it. wibbly Here's, wobbly timey ti- i like that we didn't get a time quake in flash when the flashpoint universe but we do get it here mm-hmm. uh when you knew see flash had just nuked new york it would have been a time quake i do like new york you nuke new york i i do like um the explanation for Damien Dark being quote unquote back is it just past version of him. Yeah. And now Eobard can put him that past version of him 
at any point in history. Why doesn't he recognize Sarah? Because he hasn't met her yet. Oh, yes. Right. This, is, this is this is 1940s him. Oh, yeah. right. In the future, yeah. he never even in the Arrow season four, he never met Sarah. Yeah, no. Overall. And he's oh, she yeah. was already remember, dead. We saw, we saw Neil McDonough. He met her for the first time in the 1970s. We saw Damien cool. Dark in the premiere episode of Legends of Mark, right? The pilot. Uh, yeah, because they went back to the 70s and he was at the arms deal. Damien Dark has been around for a minute. He's been around for a long time. So even though Eobard is moving throughout time, uh, Damien is moving in a straight line. This is so cool. That was probably my favorite part of that episode. I know there were a lot of really fun parts, but seeing seeing Neil and... uh, Matt Letcher. Matt Letcher, yeah, together. It's a a very scary team of yes. an immortal and a time traveling speedster it, and and then once you add malcolm merlin and you add captain cold it's like who are the people that have most fun being bad guys on our shows let's have them all be a team together mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's gonna be really weird and silly and uh it's gonna be fun you know i do like that um this episode had a preponderance of white dudes a uh, but, lot of white but boys. fortunately the jsa kind of inexplicably because it's the 1940s is very diverse yeah. It's a very diverse team, and so it'll be interesting to see how Why much we see Why is Vixen in the 1940s? Great question. It is her grandmother. Yes. And because because there's Vixen more than one Vixen. It's been passed down. It. But, but it is interesting that that's... It, is it played by the same actress who played her? No. In the, okay, great. It's yeah. a, the reason why is because they were going to bring on Mari McCabe, uh, who's the the character's name from right. the, the animated Vixen. series, who is has her series again that's yes, on the CW seed, which you can go watch. But no, they couldn't get her back to do Legends of Tomorrow for a whole season, so they, they went back in time. It is interesting, though. It's weird to me that they decided to have Citizen Steel, because we saw hit the past, his granddaddy, Commander, Commander Steel. Steel. Why not Stargirl? Wouldn't have Star Girl. Star Girl is here. Yeah, I know, but wouldn't ha- wouldn't have been better to have her be the legacy character, the one in the present that goes back and is now traveling through oh, time. Oh, Starman's in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to like another white dude. I guess we already have a blonde on the team, a blonde girl on the team. Wouldn't you've gotten a more white dudes with Starman? No, Anyone? that's what I'm saying. Is is Star Girl apparently is a hero in the 40s now? Mm-hmm. Why not have Herbie the one that goes to Oliver and is like, "Hey, we need to figure this out," and now she's a permanent part of the team, and then Starman's the one in the 40s. I don't know. I'm shrugging. I'm getting shrugged. Yeah. Yeah. Shrugged a lot of people the... on Twitter have been act- like confused or acting like Rip isn't going to be a part of the series. He got rid- written off the show. That's not true. No. Yeah, he's, he'll be back. He'll be back. He's the whole purpose of the show. Yeah. So even though he might I, be one of the they're rougher just, They're F leaving characters. him out long enough so that whatever experience he has, wherever he stashed himself, mm-hmm. gives him a soft character we reboot. Know, like, yeah. But also... In the first season, you know, everyone knows where he is. He said, like, he ran away for years after his family died to the Old West and yes. he, in, in a specific town. I yep. do want to yeah. see Jonah Hex come back. Just I want a, a better showing for Jonah Hex. Yeah, that episode was trash. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, I know we try not to be super negative. Uh, that episode, I will still say, is garbage. What happened in that? It's like, oh, wait, that's when they were like, Kronos is coming after you. Yeah, Kronos is gone. He's like, no, no, three Kronos is like, and, and, yeah. like, and those, remember, those three Kronos, I'm like, oh, cool. Those three Kronos are going to be a huge threat. No, they were taken out at the end of that best episode. Best part. But the scene, the fight scene was cool. Best part yeah. is when Adam flies through one of the guys. That and you're true. like, so Adam straight up murders a dude. Uh, Again, show written for seven year olds, and then there's yeah. just murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, Adam's the Boy Scout of the group why is he murdering people uh, maybe he did by accident he makes a lot of mistakes it's a a very fun show it's just like if you try to pick it apart which like sadly is the whole point of reviewing a show Mm -hmm. you just come away frustrated well even not just picking it apart just the having a little bit of eternal logic helps you knowing the rules helps you invest 
more in yeah. the show. You yeah. Know what I mean? There's not it like gives a, it stakes. Yeah. I, I want them to go back to the vanishing point and build like a little place for them to like as like Hang a base out. of operation. Legends cave. Yeah. I mean Legend they kind cave. of blew it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I talking about stakes, I'm a little worried to see what they're gonna do with Black Canary, uh bringing her back. Because mm. it's like we've already we killed off Sarah like four times, man. Like, mm. are they really just, doing that again? Uh, can uh, I don't killing her off or bringing Canary back? Bringing her back. She signed one of those deals where she can show up on any of the shows at any point in time. Wasn't she still Black Siren, which is who's still in the vault? Mm-hmm. Oh, is she in Earth she's One? In, no, she's yeah, Earth One. Yeah, she's still in Earth One. She's in the vault, so they they could break her out any time. No. They could do a really fun thing where like the legends go to Flash's vault and or Legion of Doom, sorry, yeah. and they like just break everyone out so they have a gigantic legion of doom with a bunch of different metas well interestingly like malcolm down. merlin signed the multi-show deal and so did captain cold and so did her so maybe they're the the foot soldiers of um the legion of doom maybe it'd be cool i don't know why Dan- I might let malcolm you. merlin is not a foot soldier of anyone no although now i guess he he's powerless i mean they disbanded the uh, League of Shadows. Yeah, the League of Assassins. Which League of Assassins. That was Assassins. Yeah, that's that was. It, it would have been a boneheaded. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would have been cool. So it was cool when they got rid of the Lazarus Pit, and but then they got rid of the leak entirely, and I was yeah. like, okay. No, I think that was a good call. The leak stuff was kind of weak. Uh, I, it, it's it's the similar problems that they're having with the hand over in Daredevil. Yeah. Just, oh my god! Don't even get it. It would have been really cool started. if they brought back Matt. Nabel for playing a Rachel Ghoul. They did that last season. They did, but if he was part of the Legion of Doom, uh, Rachel Ghoul seems like a character that would fit in there really well. Interesting. What other vill- Gorilla Grodd? He doesn't really talk. In yeah, shows. that would Gorilla be cool. Grodd would be awesome. But if you gave him the Legion. helmet and the bike, when do you guys, when you guys think we'll get uh, Brainiac on these shows, that would be cool. Uh, you're gonna get him over on Supergirl. Ooh, yeah, on Supergirl. What if we get? But when do you think we'll get her? Get him on Supergirl next season. When yeah. do you? If we introduce Lex Luthor, it'd be great to have Lex Luthor as part of the Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah. No, makes just, it, no, 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 no. Not that it's a bad idea. I'm like, I have no it's idea. Just, it's just like <laughs> the things that you're asking for, DJ. <laughs> are just too much. Won't they? Won't happen until we knock down the wall between Earth Three and Earth One. I call it Earth S. Thank you very much. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, we don't know what number it is, and I believe Earth Three is where Jay is from. No, he's uh, from Earth Two. When is Barry? Oh, oh right. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, because gonna, that was a shit show. Barry hasn't told anyone that he's met Supergirl that he went over to another nope. entire... No, nope. still no. They, they did still not know. touch on that at all. And there was plenty of times where they could have just dropped the hint, yeah, whatever. Like, but if, hey, if what, we're talking about they characters have to who need bring, to behave at the top of their intelligence, yeah, Barry yes. Allen is number one. <laughs> they, 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 they have to integrate her, right? Yeah. They yeah. just let her be off on her employment yeah. around for the rest of the... You know what would have been great? If like he's like, guys, I fucked up the timeline many times but really cool. Come with me for a second. And they show them <laughs> you know what National was... City, a great place, shape-shifting aliens, it's... flying Superman. Yeah. It's pretty cool, cool here, right? It worked out. Yeah. You know what I was hoping for was uh, 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 that um, when they were talking about like what changed? Oh, a, a nuclear bomb didn't hit uh, Haven Rock anymore because Superman stopped it. Mm-hmm. But now we've gotten Ragman. That's okay. We got Ragman. I've that completely. Ragman, Ragman was your really best cool. friend. My best friend, Ragman. But uh, I'm excited for more Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I'd give this episode like a 3.5, mm. three. Three. Out of, out of three. Out of five? Out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, it was okay. But guys, I think we've been making we've been making a long, healthy episode of yes. Only Stupid Answers. So I think we could talk about superhero stuff for like five straight hours. It's almost like we had a show for it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt, thank you for joining us today. Yes. Talk about thank it. you guys for having me. Do it's a little- been a 
blast. Do a little plug. Oh, a little plug. Uh, you know what? You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M A T T L I E B E R M A N. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. I haven't really been putting stuff out lately, but I'm working on some new scripted stuff. I'm going to be doing some short films and things. And, cool. Um, you know, we'll see how often I'm able to post there. But you can check out Nuclear Family new sketches Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nice. Very cool. DJ Little Plug. At DJ Talks Trash on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. I put out new videos every Friday. I just did one this week talking about what characters I would love to see show up on Supergirl now that we have Superman. Um, so it, just check that out, please. At DJ Talks Trash. Very cool. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook now, and YouTube, Sam Basher, S-A-M-B-A-S-H-O-R. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to try to spell baloney with the rest of that, but I forgot how to spell baloney. It's a hard one. B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Balogna. Balogna. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on social media, Only Stupid Answers on Twitter. Take out those vowels from stupid. Yes. And Facebook and Instagram, Only Stupid Answers. Make sure you listen to us on all of our platforms. Uh, Audio Boom, to name a few. Spotify. Google Play iTunes, Music, Google Play Music. Stitcher. Stitcher. Or everywhere you want to be. Yeah. you like Basically, you could download anything and yeah. we're probably on it but thank you guys for tuning in make sure you go to itunes rate and review rate review us on all the other platforms yes if that's an option probably is yeah and uh matt thank you once again you know what guys it's just been a real pleasure to reconnect with some old friends guys you can read the subtitles for that one don't worry <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll see you next time bye 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 bye, bye. bye.